Today we interview the brilliant Javier Padises. He is the CEO of Chipcard Salu. They are a leading healthcare technology provider in Spain. We explore his experience as a CEO during COVID-19 and then we talk about the trends of digital transformation and introduction of widespread telemedicine as a result of COVID-19. I hope you enjoy the episode and I will see you in seven and a half seconds. Hello everybody, welcome back to Customer Experience Conversations. Today we have got an expert in the field of application of information and communication technologies, uh, so IT and socio-health markets. Uh, he's got more than 15 years of professional experience in the sector of managerial profiles. He's a CEO of Chipcard Salu, and he's also a Real Madrid fan. Would you say that's an accurate introduction, Javier? Is there anything you would like to add? Okay. Uh, well, yes, that's uh, that's a good presentation. Uh, my name is Javier Perdices. I am the, the CEO of the of the Chief Car Salute company. Uh, that it is a company focused in Spain uh, that gives service related with the private healthcare sector. And uh, well, first of all, I would like to 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 thank uh, to thanks uh, or to give thanks to you in order to give me the opportunity to be with you some some minutes in order to to tell to you and and, and to all the the followers all the all my experience about this situation. Amazing! No, it's great to have you. We are also joined today by Antonio from the Spanish office. Uh, hello, everybody. It's a pleasure for me to stay here and share uh, with Javier that uh, I know he knows very well the health sector in Spain and it's a, a good opportunity to understand the vision that they have about the health sector future in Spain after COVID. Amazing. And we're also, of course, joined by Greg, who I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with. Hey, everybody. Okay, so our First question we wanted to uh, to ask you, Javier, is what exactly is Chipcard Salut, and what would you say is their mission? Okay, so Chipcard Salud is a is a company focused on on give uh, technological solutions uh, for the private healthcare sector here in Spain. Uh, at the end, what we provide is a digital network in order to digitalize all the processes uh, between the healthcare providers, hospitals, clinics, or doctors uh, with the health insurance companies here in Spain. Okay. Uh, for example, at the in one year, we uh, we used to manage uh, 54 million of transactions of uh, authorizations of uh, medical ads uh, that are done. Uh, by, by doctors and clinics uh, to, to people who buy a, a, a health insurance here in Spain. So that's our main activity. And, and at the end, uh, we are taking part just now on the digital transformation of the healthcare sector here in Spain. Yeah, I, I was just about to ask, how, how has it been being the CEO of a, of a technology company during COVID? Well, uh, we could talk about uh, a long time about this, no, because uh, there are many, many things to talk about. First of all, I think that uh, well, this this pandemic uh, uh, has been a very big. Uh, 
health problem, okay? And the first thing that uh, everyone has had to do, every government, and, and, and I think that that it uh, has been done or well done here in Spain and, and in other countries uh, has uh, ha was to to take care of the population, to to look for the the health of uh, of people, uh, and that's why at the end we have been, for example, here in Spain, isolated the last three months, uh, trying to stop the transmission of the of the virus. In this uh, scenario, uh, well, I could uh, I think I'm very lucky because. Uh, uh, I didn't have uh, uh, the virus. I didn't have to to have to have that experience, and no one of my family. So I'm very lucky for that, and uh, and that's my first thought. Um, and well, from a from a working point of view, uh, we have been teleworking these last three months. Uh, as I said, uh, Chipcar is a technological company, so this has not been a very big difference for us because we were really prepared in order to do tele teleworking. Okay, uh, everyone in our office has got a. Uh, a laptop and internet connection from from home, uh, mobile. So everything uh, has has uh, well, we have been able to to do our normal activity from home. Okay, so that that has been good. Um, of course, uh, there are other pro another problems related with the uh, with isolation. For example, in my case, in my personal case, the uh, conciliation because I have uh, uh, three children. Okay, I have uh, two boys and a girl. Uh, two of them are just uh, babies, so it is really crazy to try to work in a uh, with a with a, a place of responsibility, like like in my case, uh, trying to work. Uh, my wife has to work also in a difficult job. Um, we also had to attend uh, three children. So so it has been a, a, a strange experience. Uh, and well, uh, in my personal case, that's that's the situation. If we talk about the, the, the country situation, for example, here in Spain, I, I I think that we have done the correct. Uh, we have uh, to look for the people, first of all. But uh, now uh, that we are uh, beginning to be uh, to be better, uh, we, for example, the last two days, we didn't have uh, new diseases, diseases, new deaths here in Spain uh, due to the virus. Uh, now we have, uh, we have to begin uh, to work with the other problem that it is the, the economical one, the economy. Uh, as you know, Spain uh, was not uh, re totally recovered from the 2008 uh, crisis. Okay, so at the beginning of the of the pandemic, uh, we still had a lot of people that didn't have a work here in Spain, and, and well, the, the economy was was going good, but uh, it was uh, still uh, fragile. And uh, now the pandemic has created a, a very bad scenario for the for the future, uh, also because uh, Spain it is a, a country that. Uh, uh, one of the main incomes are uh, or is uh, just the, the tourism. Uh, tourism is a very important uh, way of incomes here in Spain. And of course, with all this situation of the pandemic, uh, the, the, uh, this year is going to be very bad for the sector. And a lot of people, it is not going to have work in, in the summer.
that it was uh, a period in which normally here in Spain uh, a lot of work was created. So I think it is going to be very complicated for the country to to recover from this situation. And all the studies are saying that uh, we are going to have problems in the next uh, two, three years. So after the health problem, that was the, the most important one. Now we have the economic uh, one. And, and well, uh, we will have to... Uh, to look for uh, and to be very innovative in the way that we do things in order to create uh, new markets or to be present in in uh, other uh, scenarios or sectors uh, in order to, to try to get out of this economic situation. Uh, Javier, well, this pandemic has destroyed the business, at least the way in, in which we usually make business in just a few months. So how has COVID affected you and the healthcare world? Well, for example, if we, if we talk about uh, my company, uh, for example, our, our incomes come uh, basically uh, just by the fact that people is going physically to the, to the doctor, okay? And in the two first months of the pandemic, our incomes uh, decreased in 85% more or less okay so it is a very a very big problem a very big problem in in the results of the of the company uh, the good news are that uh, the the prevision was that uh, this was going to be the the recovering was going to be worse and and i think that it is going better that uh, that we thought at the at the beginning but uh, we have had uh, two or three months really bad and we have been to be very innovative in order to give uh, another kind of solutions to the market to try to to save the the, the all the all the counts this year okay and uh, if we talk about the private healthcare sector here in Spain uh, well it is very difficult also because as I, as I said before uh, the government took all the private uh, health healthcare providers all the hospitals and all the and all the clinics for the first two months they were taken by the government in order to give service to the public uh, sector uh, and well, the, the private sector, don't, they don't know if they are going to be paid or when are going to be paid for this uh, service. Okay, so now they have and they have uh, a hole uh, in the incomes or two mo of two months. And of course, what they are trying to see if uh, if uh, the the activity is going to be or to go to the normality again in the next months. Uh, I think that they are they are positive about this fact because what they are thinking is that uh, there has been many people that didn't go to the doctor the last two or three months. Uh, if they had uh, some minor problems, for example, you have uh, you could have a pain in your in your knee, but you could walk, so you you didn't go to the to the doctor. You you are going to the, to the, to go to the doctor in the next months. So typically in Spain, uh, summer the the months of uh, June, July, uh, August are not very good for the private healthcare sector, and this year they they are thinking that that uh, there is going to be a good activity because there is a lot of people that that are going to do their normal processes just in this in this in these months so they think they will be a, a better recovery that uh, that in other sectors okay 
but the reality is also that uh, now hospitals and clinics are are covid free okay they are working or trying to go back to to normal activity uh, but people is still afraid uh, people is still trying to wait and to see if the situation is coming to to a normal way in order to go again to the doctor to the private doctor so we are now in a in a standby time but i think that in the next weeks uh, people will begin to go to the doctor again and the activity will increase a lot so that's uh, where the the healthcare the private healthcare sector uh, is now doing all the efforts trying to to recover all the activity loss during this two or three months and also trying to recover activity if not in the traditional way using uh, digital tools in order to to give a virtual uh, to give a virtual care uh, to to people who who needs it okay uh, so do you think that uh, are we seeing a lot of digital transformation in the healthcare sector in response to all this situation Yes, yes, totally, totally. I think that uh, the good news about the pandemic here, at last, uh, at least, sorry, here in Spain, is that uh, uh, digital transformation has been really pushed by by this uh, situation. And uh, well, uh, for example, uh, uh, months, some months ago, uh, uh, before the pandemic, uh, everyone was talking about video conference, electronic receipt, online appointment, but uh, not very hospitals and, and clinics here in Spain were implemented. Then uh, they were just saying that. Uh, okay, it's a good solution, but we will try in the future, maybe next year, maybe next uh, two years. But now just in, in two or three months, every clinic, every doctor, every health insurance company uh, has uh, incorporated uh, digital tools in order to give virtual attention or virtual care to the to the patients, okay? So totally, yes, I, I agree totally with the, with the idea that um, uh, digital transformation has been uh, really increased by the pandemic. At, at, at least uh, just it is a problem of, of the need of the patients. If patients want to be attended by a digital uh, way and they don't want to go to the physical uh, consultation, Okay, you have to give them the opportunity to do it because if they don't, you are going to lose your business. So, so yes, totally and totally agree with the, with that um, with that opinion. I also think that they are not trying to to do nothing really innovative, uh, but taking uh, the solutions that were in the market. They are using now uh, video conference solutions that are not. Uh, they are not really different from from the ones that that the market is using from from uh, for other sectors. But uh, the health sector was uh, wasn't using all these all these tools, and they have been pushed in order to use them as quick as possible. So really interesting to hear your perspective on that, Javier. Um, recently, when we spoke uh, on another call, I remember we talked about there is the potential in Spain for there to be a large increase in activity in the healthcare sector actually after COVID because maybe of patients, uh, you know, uh, not getting treatment during. I just wondered 
if you wanted to maybe expand on that idea and as to why we could potentially see an increase in uh, activity. Yes, uh, yes, yes uh, that's the idea that uh, many people uh, didn't go to the doctor these last three months uh, due to normal activity uh, because they were afraid about COVID and, and the hospitals and the clinics uh, were totally dedicated to COVID patients. So many uh, normal and regular uh, medical ads has been uh, just uh, they didn't do it okay so so they are going to do is to do it in the next months and also because the the companies the private healthcare providers uh, are doing a lot of marketing now activities in order to to provide or to to increase the the activity because they need incomes okay so so i think that all those things are going to to increase the activity of the sector in the next months and also of course because uh, the digital tools uh, has been incorporated to the processes so now you have the possibility to be attended in in a presential way in a physical way you need it but also in a virtual way many times because uh, just for example for an electronic receipt or just to have a uh, uh, some consultation with the with the doctor. Now you have opened all those new channels in order to in order to be attended by the by the healthcare providers. So I think that there is or, or every everyone here in Spain uh, think that uh, there is going to be an increase of the activity in the in the next months. Um, the, the only problem in the sector is is or or the fear in the sector is just to have a new a new episode of uh, of the pandemic like uh, the last one so uh, i think that they are most more afraid about autumn about uh, october november because uh, with with the cold weather uh, pandemic could be could pandemic activity could be increased again and that would be really bad for the sector but if done they think that uh, there is going to be a good uh, a good recovery of the activity in the next months and uh, and, and well, they, uh, if there is not or, or there isn't anything strange, uh, just till the end of the year. Amazing. Um, in terms of uh, ideas to control the increased flow, have you got any ideas or have you seen any uh, ideas of solutions that you think are going to help uh, health organizations better control that increased flow in, in patients? Well, I think, uh, for example, that the, uh, there are two or two, three, four solutions that are very important now for the for the market, at least here in Spain. I think, uh, first of all, it would like it would be the online appointment or or everything related to to online appointment, uh, just uh, for giving the the facility to the patient in order to to attend or to have the the consultation just to try to do the appointment uh, online i think it is it is also important that technology is going to to have an opportunity to give response uh, to to the needs of uh, uh, of social um, distance uh, in the in the physical room okay for example here in spain when you go to the doctor you have to go normally to the waiting room and it is normal that if you are going to if your appointment is is at 12 o'clock maybe you could be one hour or half an hour waiting uh, till the doctor is free and uh, and he's going to to attend you 
So that time, all that time, you are in the waiting room with other people. Uh, and as you know now, legislation here in Spain, the law in Spain, is saying that... Uh, and, and there is there is no possibility to have a lot of people in the same room. Uh, you have to to have uh, two meters uh, at least of distance uh, between between one and another person. You have to wear a mask. So um, I think that it is going to be very important to give detailed solutions in order to try to. Uh, to try to manage all these situations. For example, if uh, uh, you give uh, to the patient a solution an app in, in, in the mobile phone, for example, in which uh, you could tell them or you could tell the patient uh, how much time uh, his appointment it is going to be delayed by the doctor, it would be great because the patient is not going to be in the waiting room. So that's that's a good idea. And for example, it's also, it's also very easy to implement some kind of service, uh, trying to send an SMS uh, to the mobile phone of the patient uh, when he's going to be attended. So everything related to the digital appointment and the manage uh, of the of the queue in the in the clinica uh, pardon in the clinic or or in the hospital i think that are going to be very important solutions other solutions are are just uh, i think uh, all about video conference uh, video consultation trying to to attend the patient in a virtual way uh, everything related to electronic uh, receipt to have the possibility of, of do a prescription uh, just from the computer without the without the physical presence of the patient and the patient to be able to recover the the uh, the prescription in the in the pharmacy, okay, and that, uh, those systems are going to be very important uh, also, just in the present and in the future. And um, and well, I think that uh, that kind of services are now the are now more or less the the ones that are uh, that are taking the attention of the of the healthcare sector. So, do you think we'll see a long term widespread adoption of these these video appointment and telemedicine solutions? <laughs> Yes, yes, I, th I think so. Yes, I think that uh, all these kind of solutions uh, has uh, has become to 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 be important just now with the pandemic, but they are going to stay with us for, for just uh, just for for the rest of the time. Why? Uh, first of all, because I think that the pandemic is going to be living with us uh, for for several months, if, if not years. So all these instances are going to give service in the actual situation and in the next months. And I think that uh, in the way that doctors and patients are going to be used to use them, they are going to stay with us because uh, at the end they are uh, are solutions that uh, are uh, are normal in our social life. We are using them in many sectors. Why not to use them in the healthcare sector also? So I think that all these solutions, uh, talking about uh, video consultation, online appointment, electronic uh, prescription or telemedicine, are going to stay with us just uh, for the for the for for the present and for the future. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely no turning back now. Nothing is going to be the same again after after this pandemic. So we're running out of time, unfortunately. To wrap up, in a couple of sentences, would you be able to summarize what healthcare leaders should be focusing on to prepare for this uncertain future? 
Well, I, I could answer that question from a technological point of view. I think that uh, the healthcare leaders, in a, uh, they have to to pay uh, to have a lot of attention or, or just to be careful about the digital transformation. I think that is the focus just now. Uh, if they don't incorporate uh, digital solutions uh, to patient management and to patient service, uh, I think they are going to be out of the market. So I think a, a good healthcare leader now must think that digital transformation is a priority in, in, in the things that he has to do in the, in the near future. Mm, definitely agreed. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, Javier. It's been great having you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you.